You're welcome to the inside source here at Abilene Christian University. I am Jalen Garrett alongside Connor Mullins. How are we doing today, Connor? I'm pretty good. I mean, these NBA playoffs really got me hyped up right now. There are a lot of really fun series that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, man. NBA playoffs is always a crazy time. We're going to take you through the Eastern Conference first, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're also going to dive into some Western Conference games. And to wrap it up, we will give you our game predictions for today. But first, let's start off with the Eastern Conference. Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics and Brooklyn. Boston completed the sweep against Brooklyn and... I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't see this coming. I expected the series to go to seven with either team winning because I would have been fine with either team winning. But I think this series just showed how dominant Boston really is. And so, Connor, um, I want to ask you, what what are your thoughts on this, how, of how the series ended in this Boston sweep? Oh, it's so funny. I mean, the title favorites are for the beginning of the season – you got a Harden, Irving, Durant. I mean, what more can you ask for in Brooklyn? And they get swept in the first round. And no better team to beat them than the Celtics. It's only right that we're starting off with this series because the Nets are 1-8 in bad. their last nine playoff games. Wow. And KD has lost six straight playoff games. I mean, the Jays for the Celtics are playing so well. I mean, Jason Tatum, 29.5 points a game. Jalen Brown, 22.5 points per game. Nick Claxton, 1 for 11 at the free throw line for the Nets. Atrocious. I mean, that's, that's tied with Wilt Chamberlain for the worst free throw percentage in a single game in NBA history. I mean, what more can you ask for from the Nets? I mean, they have so many pieces. They get rid of Harden. Ben Simmons, dude. I mean, can we even talk about Ben Simmons? Doesn't even show up in this series. I mean, they're 9-10 and 10 without Harden. The Nets are the first team in NBA history to shoot 50% from the field and 40% from three in the playoffs and get eliminated. That's so fun. I, I, I just can't get my head around how badly this series ended up for the for the Nets because, I mean, the Celtics swept them with a margin of victory of four and a half. Yeah, when you... <laughs> watching first take yesterday and listening to Stephen A. Smith just pretty much roast that entire Nets franchise... It's kind of like... It's only right. Yeah, and I don't want to say that we should have expected things to go down the way they went down this season, but one, you dealt with Kyrie being a half, a part-time player, excuse me, not wanting to get vaccinated. You dealt with KD being injured for a large portion of the season, you also dealt with James Harden wanting to be traded. And then you finally trade James Harden. You get Ben Simmons. and he For does. what? Bro, Ben Honestly, Simmons and James Harden, that's not even comparable to me. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and earlier when the trade happened, I was like, oh, this will be good for both franchises. Yeah, yeah. That 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 I think that was a lot of people's yeah. initial mean, yeah. thoughts. But, but now who's the winner? Exactly. You can see a clear winner in that trade now. Exactly. And and which I'm not letting James Harden off the hook cuz I'm right, I'm a, right, I'm going to get on right, him right. for in a little bit, but and then you have Ben Simmons who just doesn't want to play. And there was reports uh, I saw yesterday about um the Nets demanding a meeting between him and uh Sean Marks 
and pretty much Simmons, it's not even more of a physical problem. It's a mental problem. Like, no one knows what's going on with him. Um, the report said a lot of it had to do with how he played in the last year's playoffs and really how he just didn't come through at all. And so I, Brooklyn's got to figure it out. They've, Seriously, They though. need to really figure it out because you you cannot have all this talent. You have a really good coach, and I want to give credit to Steve Nash for being able to really handle – all those egos. I mean, yeah. yeah. And also coming from a guy who doesn't have any real coaching experience, but uh, one of the greatest players of all time and knows how to be on teams with personalities and is a legend in this game. And so I think, I think next season, I think I want to see him really lay the law down more because Steve Nash, he's kind of, he was kind of just cool laying low kind of just letting the players speak for themselves. But I think also wanting to see Steve Nash kind of be like, all right, what's the problem? Yeah. Like really sit down with all of them and like, let's get it out and let's figure it out. Because you have two of arguably the top 50 greatest players on your team right now. And, and they had three. And they had three. And – you th- this is how your season ends i i just i just, I just don't I, I i don't know i just didn't expect a sweep after what and if you look at all of the games they were they only lost by less than 10 points so it wasn't like each of them were like a blowout or anything like that that's just i i i don't i don't know What's, we were talking about this before the podcast is what's really funny is this is the first playoffs in 17 years since 2005 Without Durant or LeBron in the second round, I was. Four I mean, years talk old. about a new era in the NBA. I mean, yeah. that's fantastic. I love to see that. I don't know about you, but I love to see superstars not in the playoffs because that's so funny. LeBron didn't even make the playoffs, and then Durant, probably a top five player in the NBA, no doubt. Yeah, doesn't even get to the second round. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's. I love to see it. It's great to see new franchises like Atlanta and Memphis right. and Minnesota. Yeah. And Memphis is good. I mean, we'll talk yeah, about them in a minute. But and we'll talk about really them good. in a minute. Same with Chicago in the yeah. East. It's great to see yeah. those teams back in the playoffs and in a hump. Even the Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans, too. I don't even know how they made the playoffs. Yeah, no but idea. Over the Lakers. Exactly. That's hilarious. We oh. got to really roast Joseph for that. Oh, yeah. And so, and let's talk about this Boston team really quick, and then we'll switch to yeah. Philly and Toronto. Boston is my favorite at the East right now. I agree. I mean, them and the Heat, they're going to be really good. I mean, we'll talk about the Heat in a minute, but they're getting Lowry back and Butler back, and they just beat the Hawks. Yeah. 4-1. I mean, if they make it to the conference finals, that'll be really fun to me. I mean, the Celtics look really strong. Heat look really strong, and the Bucks look really strong. So, I mean, all three of those teams, it's going to be a fun battle down the stretch. Yeah. I think looking at this Boston Celtics team, you got premier scorers and – a lot of people forget that Boston was arguably the best defense in the league. Yeah. Like you had a defensive player in Marcus Smart, you who's always been consistent for them. I mean, I've always loved his game. He's been such a fiery player for them for years, and he always comes to play in the playoffs and he knows how to get in people's heads. Yes, yes. So I think yes. it's just fitting he played the Nets in that first round and discards them the way he does. I mean, that's what he does. He knows defense and how to play it. Yeah, and looking at this team going forward, 
I think they're going to create some real, real damage because they yeah. will play the winner of the Milwaukee Chicago series. Yeah. And That'll so I know fun. that's going to be a great series yeah. in the coming future. Next, we're going to talk about Philly, Toronto. Now, I have a lot of friends who are Philly fans. And our very own Avery Jackson, <laughs> we just saw him pass by. Um, I hope he's doing okay right now because <laughs> we've I've been kind of giving him some slack lately. You know, he's been talking about, oh, this is Philly's year, Philly's year. I don't know. These past two games have been looking real tough. Who's your head coach, though? Doc that, Rivers. That's a good point. That is a very good point in which I think he's been a big part of the conversation yeah. as far as being in philly and obviously toronto has won the last two games and i didn't really think this toronto team was gonna kind of make a statement against philly because i would keep thought this would be a nice gentleman without fred van vliet either yeah because he got injured in game five i believe and also pascal siakam who is still a really he's he's really good player i wouldn't say he's like an all-star level probably but he's still one of those fringe all-star players yeah and you know i think a lot of times he gets um kind of swept under the rug a little bit and especially after that 2019 finals that he won but he's been playing really well um og onwobi he's also been playing really great basketball let's talk about james harden (laughs) for a second the last two games, he shot and combined nine for 28 from the field. James Harden, you arguably have the most on the line when it comes to being a player in the playoffs. In the playoffs. You have been in these positions to go to the finals or to go to the Western Conference Championship or to advance, and you're shooting nine for 28 from the field? That doesn't cut it. Would Ben Simmons shoot any better, though? Fair. That is a very, very fair point. And I think that kind of goes back to the trade between him and Harden. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, who won? But also it's like, what are you you giving up? Exactly. Because we've seen Harden in the playoffs not come through. And with a team like Toronto, and no disrespect to them at all, but it's like, Philly, you've, you traded for Harden. You obviously are one of the best teams in the league. Got an MVP candidate in Embiid. Yes. I think MVP winner yeah, probably. in Embiid. You, Harden, you can't be doing this right now. You cannot be doing this. And so let's hope that they close it out in Philly. Or in Toronto, excuse me, because if they don't, Jay Seven will be fun. It's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun, and Jay Williams is gonna be on Harden's head this <laughs> entire off season. Yeah. And also, let's switch to Miami Heat defeating Atlanta and taking the series last night in Game Five. And uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry did not play due to injuries, but we had Victor Oladipo really come through with twenty three points. Bam out of bio. I he's love He's always him. been good. He's, yeah. he's a, a lot like Siakam, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a great player. 20 points, 11 rebounds, always consistent. I'm not worried about the Heat. The Heat are a great team. They got veterans. They got young guys in that squad. I'm not worried about them. Yep. Let's talk about Atlanta Hawks right now. And I know you got some ammunition for them. 
Trey Young. Mm. Trey Young. Only had 11 points last night. Through games four and five, he has shot a combined five for 23 from the field. And I'm just going to give you his averages for this postseason. He averaged 16.5 points, six assists, shot 35% from the field, and 21% from three. Last year, he he averaged 28, 28.4 points a game, not almost 10 assists, shot 46% from the field, and shot 38% from three. Connor, I know you got some ammunition oh, for yeah. the Hawks right now. What 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 do you say to the Hawks? Well, Trey Young, let's just talk about him for a minute. He finished the playoffs with more turnovers with 30 than baskets it's with 22. It's ridiculous. You talk about that trade with Luka and Trey Young. People before the season say it's probably one of the most fair trades of all time. <laughs> and now who's the real winner? I mean, Mavericks got a top five player in the NBA. Yes. Who do the Hawks get? I mean, they get Trey Young, a guy who doesn't even show up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Two for 12 last night with 11 points. First time a player has fewer than 25 field goals and more than 30 turnovers in a single postseason since the three-point era even began in 1980. That's crazy. I mean, John Moran had more points in the last four minutes with 13 last night <laughs> against the Timberwolves and Trey Young had all game. <laughs> that is crazy. All ridic- game. It's ridiculous. And he has seven more points in that series than Max Struss for the Heat, who I don't even know who that is. But, hey, fair enough to him. No disrespect. <laughs> exactly. But average 13.3 points per game in the losses in that series. But who'd re- who did who really stepped up for the Hawks last night? I mean, it was DeAndre Hunter, yes. a guy who's not even your main player. Yes. I mean, he gets 35 points. Where's Trey Young's 35 points? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere. I mean, for Atlanta, I don't know where you go from here. I mean, you got some decisions to make with, you know, Clint Capella, who's a really good player when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And then you get Trey Young, who's another fantastic point guard when he wants to be. He's yeah. just not consistent. They're still a young team. They'll still continue to grow. They have the pieces. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is not even – he just graduated from Virginia a few years ago, so he's a young player too. Yeah. But this is a Hawks team that – Played in the play-in game, and then they get to that first round. They just—I think they had some dead legs, probably from that play-in game with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But Trey Young, man, you gotta step up in the playoffs in the biggest moments of your career. You gotta play better than you did. Yeah, you. Thirty turnovers, twenty-two yeah. baskets. Come on, man. That is really alarming. I don't know where Atlanta goes from here. You gotta really figure out what your identity is. As a team, and also, let's let's be honest. I think a lot of people can say that Trey Young was kind of carrying Atlanta last year in the playoffs. I I agree. I agree. He was carrying them, and he was really kind of carrying them this entire season because yeah. Atlanta wasn't. They weren't like they weren't the same Atlanta last year as a fourth seed, fifth seed who were really making a statement. Yeah. And now going forward, it's like you got to figure out how can we one elevate Trey Young and elevate those guys around him. You got guys like DeAndre Hunter. You still got John Collins. Yeah, who, I completely forgot about him. He's another young piece who's very good for them. Exactly. You got Bodanovich. You got to, I, I think. You even got Danilo Gallinari. Exactly. Off the bench. And Clint, Clint Capella as well. I don't know if it's They coach, got pieces. Exactly. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if they need another all-star. I don't know. But Atlanta really, really, really needs to figure out but Trey Young you're an all-star you you can't 
You, you can't be... If you want to be the face of the Hawks, at least act like it and show up. Exactly. Really, the face of Atlanta. Yeah. Because obviously the Falcons ain't cutting it, but right. we're not talking about yeah. football. Right. <laughs> so, Trey, Trey Young's really going to have to... And I know Trey Young, he's... Because we saw him last year bowing in New York and... You know that was such a fun series. Exactly, I mean, Knicks fans were so heated. But. Exactly, and I didn't see that from Trey Young this playoffs, and so he's just got to be consistent. I mean, he he has his moments where he really shines, but he's got his moments where it's just like, who are you? You know, like yes. why are, why are you playing for the Hawks as a franchise player? Mm-hmm. Getting paid how much? I don't know his contract, I mean, but I'm pretty sure he's getting paid uh, a lot right now, and I'm pretty sure you're getting paid to make shots and to go two for twelve in a, a closeout game, mm-hmm. dude. I'm pretty sure Atlanta fans are upset. Oh, I would be very, very upset. But I know you as a Mavericks fan oh, are I, not I love upset. It. I'm so glad he's not on the Mavericks. Yes, and we will get to your Mavericks in a second. But the last game for Eastern Conference we're going to talk about is Milwaukee Chicago. You know. Um, <sighs> I'm wanting to still stick with Chicago because I have a $20 bet with Joseph. <laughs> that is the only reason why I'm wanting Chicago to win. But Milwaukee just took a 3-1 lead to Chicago. This series is kind of, I don't want to say it's a Yon series, but defending champions, they know what they're doing. Giannis, game five, dropped Oh, game four, excuse me, dropped 32 points, 17 rebounds. Drew Holiday, I feel like he needs to – he just won teammate of the year. I mean, he's a really good defender, too. I mean, he's defended 57 shots this playoffs, and 40 of them have ended up as misses. Lockdown. I mean, lockdown. And and he dropping 26 points along yeah. the way. Also, Bobby Portis dropping 14. I love Bobby Portis. I mean, 18. I'm an Arkansas fan. Yeah. He, when he played at UA, he was so fun to watch. Now to see him in the NBA – it's so fun to see him get a ring and be fiery like he is in Chicago. Man, I love Bobby Portis. I'd love to see him in Dallas, but that would never happen. Anyway. Yeah, I I really love this Milwaukee team. Um, I think that they're showing how their their championship experience is, you know, taking they're taking care of business. I think I think Giannis looks locked in. And especially playing without Chris Middleton due to injury yeah. as well. Yeah, I forgot he was out. Yeah. And so and I know when he comes back. It's going to be... When he gets the Batman back, I mean, he's going to be fine. Exactly, yeah. of course. And talk about Chicago for a little bit. I think this series is showing how bad it, how bad um, the Bulls are without having Lonzo. Because Lonzo was really an anchor for that team, being another shot creator, you know, getting people the ball. Because Lonzo's going to give you 10, 10, and 10 every night. And with him not being in the series, I think is really showing for Chicago. And you know, I think they made a statement in um, game game three, I, I believe it was, or game two. Game two, yeah. Yeah, but with Chicago not having Lonzo is really hurting them yeah. right now. And you know, also, but even though they have Alex Caruso back, it's their two all stars in Demar Derozan and Zach Levine have kind of just been quiet a little bit and so if they really want to avoid elimination tonight they're really gonna have to show up and show out in milwaukee tonight and so but yeah this this milwaukee chicago series is pretty sure a lot of people are just kind of forgetting about this one 
And I mean, they, the Bulls have lost three straight home playoff games by 20 points mm-hmm. or more, dating back to 2017. That's the longest streak in NBA play, postseason history. Zach Levine's still been really solid. I mean, 20 points, 10 assists, first Bulls player to do that since, you know, Derrick Rose. I mean, they didn't attempt a free throw in the entire first half the last in the last game. So Bulls just got to figure it out. They got pieces like DeMar DeRozan, who's really good. An all-star level player. I mean, you get... Zach Levine, who's another flashy player for you. I mean, you add Lonzo Ball in, and it changes things for you. But the Bucks just know how to play really well yeah. in the postseason. I mean, Grayson Allen, a guy who isn't really a starter for them, gets 27 last night. I hated that man when he was in college at Duke, but he really stepped up, and I got to give him credit. He really stepped up last night. Giannis is playing really well. I mean, he moved past uh, Charles Barkley and Russell Westbrook for the third most 30-point, 10-rebound, 5-assist playoff games wow. since the merger. I mean, only Larry Bird and LeBron James have more. I mean, talk about elite company for him. I mean, the Bucks just know how to win games in mm-hmm. the postseason. I mean, they did it last year. They have all the pieces from last year still. You had Bobby Portison, a six-man guy who really knows how to play his role well. So, I mean, the Bucks are rolling. I mean, the East is really fun right now. I mean, you got the Heat. When they get Lowry and Butler back, they're going to be solid. Yeah, the Bucks are going to be very good as always. And then you add in the Celtics. I mean, that's a three-team race right now for the finals. Very tough. It's going to be fun down the stretch in that conference. Yes, it's going to be very fun. Easter Conference is looking loaded right now, and we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to switch to the Western Conference. Talk about Connors, Dallas Mavericks, possibly winning a championship, and all the other games to. Come, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inside Source. We are going to now switch to the Western Conference. And the first game we're going to talk about is the best team in the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Taking a 3-2 lead against the Utah Jazz. I'm going to be honest with you. I was expecting Utah to... Not do a gentleman sweep, but to kind of, you know, take care of business just a little early. I think the Mavericks should have swept, to be honest. I mean, you look at their game so far, they lost by six in game one, and then by one in game four. Or no, wait, game... Game three. Game three, sorry. Game three. So, I mean, it's really a seven-point series right now. I mean, you're talking about two possessions, that's what's making the difference. Yeah, and, you know, because I'm not going to lie, it was looking looking a little... Shaky for yeah. me, Luca not playing for a while. I was like, I don't know if Dallas gonna be able to come through this, but now that Luca's back, drop thirty three and yep. twelve. Just yep. this is easy for Luca. I think he's playing with a different hunger this year in the playoffs. He's really making a statement. You know, having that um, and one, and he was like, "You can't guard me." I'm like, "This <laughs> yeah. is." I'm like, "This is the Luca." Yeah. We love to see. And let's also give love to Jalen Brunson as well. He's been fantastic. He's in a contract year. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. He's got, you know, teams like the Pistons and the Knicks really running after him with offers, or will run after him with offers. And yeah. The Mavericks have some things to figure out in the free agency this postseason with Brunson being a free agent, with Dinwiddie being a free agent, and Tim Hardaway being injured right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming back next season. So you got three players to really figure out. I say pay the man. I mean, he's been fantastic this playoffs. I mean, 24, 41, 31, 23, 24. I mean, he's been 
great. I mean, he's been better than Trey Young. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I mean, talk about agreed. A guy like Jalen Brunson being better than Trey Young. Nobody would say that before this playoffs, and he's really showing it now. I mean, they were chanting MVP at the end of game two when he had 41. I mean, <laughs> pay the man. That's exactly. all I'm going to say. Pay. 100 million, five years, give it to him. Yes, pay the man. And also giving credit to Jason Kidd as well, who's who went back to his respective franchise. And right. Dallas and I was what, hating on him before the beginning of the season and I okay. talked about that with Hutton in the last episode but he's really proved me wrong exactly at least you're someone who has faith yeah not not someone like Joseph who just hates on coaches or a Sixers fan and having Doc Rivers as their head coach who's lost you know seven of his last eight closeout games but exactly anyway. exactly so Jalen Brunson has also been playing well I want to talk about Utah because the past five years, Utah has not been able to get out of the second round yeah. or first round. Yeah. And Donovan. It's the perfect matchup for the Mavericks. Exactly. Who have not been going to the playoffs either. I mean, they've mm-hmm. lost their last six playoff series, wow. dating back all the way to 2011 mm-hmm. when they won the finals. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell got injured in the second quarter of game five. And from there. Dallas just put the pounding on Utah. I think if Dallas ends up winning this series, Donovan's gone. You can't – and you're a superstar. Donovan is a superstar-level player. He played player. so bad in game four – or, yeah, game five. Sorry, game five. He had negative 37 plus minus. Yeah. I mean, he's he shows up when he wants to. I mean, sorry, he had a negative 38 on Monday night, which was the worst – by any Jazz player in a playoff game since the plus-minus was first tracked. Mm. Gosh, I mean, he, he sometimes shows it. I mean, Spider shows it when yeah. he wants to show up. I mean, he went off in that third quarter, I think, in game one and really sealed the deal for them because he didn't have any points in that first half. Then he comes back in, in the third quarter and really shows the Mavericks how to play and how to score. But he's not played well, especially he's not. Monday night. Negative 38. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah, you can't. This won't cut it, especially for Utah, because Utah every year is a solid three or second seed in the West. They always play consistent in the regular season. But in the playoffs, again, they always fold. Talk or, about Quinn Snyder. I mean, what do you do with him? I mean, he's gotten you to the playoffs, but he yeah. hasn't been able to take that next step. So I'm curious, from a front office standpoint for the Jazz, what they do with Quinn's not in the offseason. I mean, he's been really solid for them. He's been consistent, mm-hmm. but his postseason record has not been very good for them. So I think there could be some shakeup in Utah at the end of this season because you have you have a lot of pieces there, like just like the Hawks. I mean, you got mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. You got Rudy Gobert, who's a fantastic rebounder who yes. can play the dunker role really well. Then you got Bojan Bogdanovic, who's been really good offensively, but defensively, Luka's been tearing him apart. Yeah. Uh, I think Luke is hitting like 65% of his shots over Bogdanovich in the playoffs, which is Sheesh. ridiculous. Crazy. But they have some pieces there that they, they can really use. I mean, they got Jared Butler, a guy from Baylor who won the national title last year off the bench, who doesn't really play much, but he's a player for the future. who's had some games this season where he's had some really bright moments. But for the Jazz, I mean, you just got to figure it out. I mean, this is a big game six. Mm-hmm on Thursday night in Utah. I mean, they have to win that game. Then you go back to Dallas, Game 7, it gets a little testy there. I mean, they really didn't play well in Dallas on Monday night. I mean, losing by 25, Dallas is going to be rocking for Game 7 if it gets back to Dallas. I mean, 
I said they'd win in six. Hudden said they'd win in seven. I'm sticking with my prediction. I said I had Utah in six, and I agree. Wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I think I could be wrong because – and let's also and just to look at Luca's averages this series, he's averaging thirty one and a half points per game. He had thirty three on Monday night. I mean, thirteen rebounds, five assists, you know, three three pointers, and a plus thirty two, and eleven and a half rebounds, yeah. and shooting over fifty percent. Yep, from the field, more points, rebounds, and threes than anyone on the Jazz on Monday night. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Luca is a goat. So. This is cru- This is a crucial game for Utah. We'll, we will see if they can force a game seven. Let's switch to Denver and Golden State. This is also – I low-key thought this was going to be a very great series. Yeah. As a Mavs fan, I did not want to play the Nuggets mm-hmm. in the first series because of Nikola Jokic. We had nobody to match up with him. I mean, the best we have is Dwight Powell, <clears throat> who went off in game five on mm-hmm. Monday. He had a really good start. I didn't want the Nuggets. <laughs> like, in the last game of the season, I was really worried that, you know, there were some scenarios where if we win and, you know, the Warriors lose, we get the three and we play the Nuggets in the first round. That would that would just not match up well for us. So I'm kind of glad the Warriors got the three. Yeah, that one. and obviously Denver avoided a sweep. Right, and, without Jamal Murray. Yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. Like, who's, I, I feel like he's always out, though. Agree. Yeah. I don't know what Denver is going to do with them. Do with him. I think that's going to be very interesting. But Denver uh, avoided a game sweep, a four-game sweep. Luca dropped thirty-seven points. It's also um, give some love to Aaron Gordon as well, who's been showing up as well, dropping twenty-one points. As for the Warriors, Steph was on the drop thirty-three off the bench, and which I think this is very smart for Golden State. I think having Curry come off of the bench because it was a little shaky when, you know, report that he was injured and they didn't know when he was going to come back and allowing him to play off the bench and also giving Jordan Poole some some reps in the playoffs as well because he's been playing really well for the Warriors this year in the postseason. And now you got the Splash Brothers back. Curry dropped 33 points off the bench again. Klay Thompson dropped 32 Shot seven eleven from three pointer. I think this series is showing uh, the Warriors championship experience. They've been in this position before, and it'll be interesting to see if they close it out in Game Five tonight as well. But Denver is, I think they're barely hanging. They're barely on. hanging on. I agree. I mean, I, Nikola Jokic is really all they have right now, but he's an yeah. MVP level player. I mean, when he plays well, they're gonna. You know, step up either. He didn't play very well in the first three games. Game four, he played really well. And he had his eighth career playoff game, 35 points, five rebounds, five assists. All the other Nuggets have combined for seven, and he has eight already. So he's he's a franchise player for them, much better than Trey Young, but you can't even compare the two. Exactly. Uh, and Steve Kerr was looking for a seventh sweep as a head coach in the last game. Just five coaches in NBA history have done that. So Nuggets got to win tonight. We'll see if they continue, but I don't even think if they if they make it to that second round, I don't think they have the firepower to win that series, which I think they would. They play the winner of the Mavericks and Jazz, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they would beat either of those teams in the second series. So Warriors looking to clean things up. I think you know Steph Curry is always going to be fantastic. Klay Thompson's going to be really good. They got all the pieces there that they want. Steve Kerr's a fantastic head coach. 
Yes. And Jordan Poole. Yeah. He's been amazing for yeah. them this postseason. As I mean, a young player, getting yeah. those reps in yeah. early, this – I mean, they have a mix of veterans and young guys like mm-hmm. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, yeah. Jordan Poole. I mean, th- those three are really solid, you know, role players for you right now. But in the future, you know, when Steph retires and Clay retires, those three guys are really going to step up for yeah. you. And Draymond Green, even. Yeah, let's not forget about James Wiseman too, who obviously isn't playing this year, but and who was a former first overall draft pick. And I know next season when he comes back healthy, I know he's going to show up and show out hopefully for the Warriors going forward and let's go to my favorite series of the entire playoffs Memphis and Minnesota this I'm loving the energy dude the energy's insane I mean John Morant Patrick Beverly Carl Anthony Towns what more can you ask for their fathers are going at it Edwards young star of the NBA it's such a fun series I mean that, I think it's definitely the most fun series to watch right now just because of the fire between the two teams. Yes. And they're not playing like a two and a seven. They're playing like a one and two. I agree. They're playing like it's the finals and everything's on the line and it's so much fun to watch. Exactly. And as they should because, you know, we saw Memphis last year in the playoffs um, get bounced in the first round. And they actually played, they actually fought in the playoffs last year. And then now Memphis is a better team. John Morant. Desmond Bain even is playing really well. Jared Desmond Jackson. Bain. I mean, you got a guy like Brandon Clark who gets 21 and 15 last night. Yeah. I mean, you got some really good players on that team, and none of them are very old. You got yeah. Steven Adams to the mix, really good yeah. veteran player. Exactly. So Dylan, Dylan really Brooks good. as well. Dylan Brooks is fantastic. And, you know, obviously in game five, John Brandt made a game winning yep. layup, dropping 30, dropping a near triple double yep. last night. And,. I'm really loving the energy. Yeah, the young eighteen in the fourth quarter. Gosh. Yeah, the, this this is what this is what the playoffs is about. Having that young, fiery energy is just I'm really loving it. And let's also because I have Minnesota winning in seven. Really? I, okay. I, I I like Minnesota. They're a solid team. They're a really solid team, especially the way they kind of crawled to finish out the season and the way they played in that playing game against the Clippers. Yeah. And I think this is Carl Anthony's time to really show that he's a superstar, and that same if he, with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and that if he can lead a t- lead his team throughout the playoffs, because again, Minnesota is they've always had pieces. As long as Cat and D'Angelo are there, they've had pieces, and then you add Anthony Edwards to the mix last year. They got some dudes. Yeah, and you get Patrick Beverly, a Patrick, do- who's a dog on defense, dog. another Razorback guy who I love. But yes, anyway. yes. Showing love to Arkansas Facts, all the way, always. And so this is this was a great game last night. Great series. Yeah, I'm excited for Game Six. What's gonna happen? It's it happened in Minnesota because the energy from both of their home crowds are insane. And looking at Carl Anthony Towns' father and John Morant's father going at it is just. I'm just loving. I'm really loving this series because it's two young teams. Great energy just really going at it head-to-head. And so I, this is obviously the most exciting series of the playoffs, in my opinion. And lastly, for the Western Conference, we're going to talk about Phoenix and New Orleans. And Phoenix won last night. Without Devin Booker. Yes. All these teams that are in the playoffs have some big player out, it seems like. Which is really interesting. Yeah. And we saw Phoenix after the All-Star game break um, be without Chris Paul 
yep. for I believe it was eight weeks, and Phoenix was still playing really great basketball. And so, and you know, I think they kind of let the Pelicans get the best of them a little bit without having their best score on the league. But I think I think Phoenix has been in this situation before, not having Chris Paul for a little bit after the All Star game break, and so. But let's also I'm gonna give some love to Brandon Ingram. He's he's a true All Star. He's been playing great basketball, uh, especially with him and C.J. McCollum really carrying this Pelicans team. But I still see Phoenix closing it out because again they they've got championship experience and Phoenix is my favorite to win it all. I have them coming out of the West. Because, again, they were just the most consistent team throughout this past regular season. And for and them, they're 50 and 0 when leading after three quarters. Yeah. And for them to be and for them to have been able to play without Chris Paul for a few weeks after the All-Star game break. And now they're in this position as well where um, Devin Booker has been, is going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah. This is really going to show if Phoenix is still. Which Mikael Bridges right. has really stepped yes. up for them. I mean, he's def- he took and defended the same amount of shots last night. He made 12 of 17 for 31. The players he guarded made 3 for 17 for 7 points. I mean, he's only KD, Kawhi, and Dirk have matched or bettered that stat line in the yes. playoffs, which is pretty elite company. I mean, he's never missed a game in four seasons. Most minutes played this season in the NBA. Played 47 minutes last night mm-hmm. at 31, 5, 2, 2, and 4. I mean, he's a really solid player. Stepping up when Devin Booker isn't there. And then Chris Paul, you know, is the only player to have 10-plus assists in every game this playoffs. Wow. And He didn't have – he hasn't had a good shooting playoffs, but mm-hmm. he's, he's a facilitator and he's a veteran and he knows how to win in the playoffs. Yeah. And, again, like this Phoenix team, kind of like Golden State, they have really great veterans on that team and a great mix of young players like Michael Bridges, you know, DeAndre Aiden, who is still really young and is yeah. in his prime, and let's also, because I'm gonna show him some love last year, and especially that finals, he was really he played great basketball, and so Phoenix is another team to watch out as well. And to wrap things up, we have two games today. We have Milwaukee and Chicago playing in Game Five. Milwaukee can possibly close out. What is your prediction for this game? I think Milwaukee closes it out. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, there's not much to say about that one. I think the Bucks take it. Yeah, and then I agree. You know, I think Giannis is really just going to be dominant. It's in Milwaukee. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough for the Bulls to win that one. Yeah, and and, the, and I'm going to give some credit to Chicago to now that they're kind of back as a franchise after the Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler era and kind of being down for like the past it felt like five years and now that they got some all-stars and they have a really good coach in Billy Donovan as well and also have some other young guys as well it just I don't I don't see them going forward without Lonzo because Lonzo was really helping them this year and so I also have Milwaukee closing it out tonight and then the second game for tonight is golden state and denver um game five as well we'll just close it out yes i agree i think i think steph is gonna be clutch this game it's in go it's in it's in the bay area yeah it's in san francisco unless the joker just goes off which he could but 
We'll see. Yeah, which he could. I just don't see Denver hanging on without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. It's just they're they are an interesting case, I think, because Denver is they've they're they they they're kinda like Utah. They always get they're always a solid second or third seed. Yeah. And they always play really solid and really good throughout the regular season, but in the playoffs they just yeah. I'd say they're a middle-of-the-pack Western Conference team that just haven't taken that next step yet. I mean, when you get Jamal Murray back, sure, you'll be a top-three team in the West. But right now, without them, they're a six. Yeah, and so we will see what's happening going forward. NBA playoffs are always an exciting time. Connor, thank you so much no problem. for joining me pleasure. today. Of course, thank you so much to you guys for listening. We will be back for the next episode. And we will see you later. Peace.